You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host John and Pemba and James Friday. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pemba here with James Grande. Welcome into the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast live stream week four main slate preview. Usually Howard Bender here with me, but you know what? You get James in. As a little fill-in, not a bad replacement. Those of you who follow our MLB DFS podcast and live stream, our NBA DFS podcast and live stream, you know James and I are always bringing you the DFS action. And James, of course, no stranger to the NFL DFS scene himself. James, man, week four. It's been a pretty good good start so far through the DFS season for everybody. Yeah, it's been a good start. And I'm no, I'm no Howard Bender, but, you know, I do root for the better New York team, at least in current standing. So, uh, sure, they were undefeated. They were, were previously undefeated at previously, one point. Previously undefeated New York Giants. John, uh, I will say either the Giants or the Bears will be 3-1 and one going into week five. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. <laughs> I even forgot that the Bears had two wins already, but yep. given how poorly they've played. But yeah, that's, we'll see. We'll see if we get any of those teams in our lineups for this week we do have 12 games on the main so we have obviously the thursday night football game we got the monday night sunday night and we have a saturday game or sorry not saturday maybe nine o'clock game this week that shortens up our regular main slate here so let's waste no time we'll get into the quarterbacks i do the quarterback coach over at fantasy alarm you can go ahead and check that out on the cover of this week's quarterback coach is mr jalen hurts this is his second appearance on the quarterback coach so far this season. And we'll have to see. We'll have to monitor this one because we could have some weather in this game as storms sort of move up the East Coast. I know you live in the Carolinas, James. You know, we're getting Hurricane Ian working its way through. So that may change come Sunday. We'll see what the weather is like in that game. Maybe a little bit more mobility than throwing for Jalen Hurts. But all in all, he's been just an outstanding DFS play through three weeks. You know, 30.8 fantasy points. Get to Jacksonville team where some are wondering, you know, just how good is this Jacksonville defense? They're tied for the league lead and interception. You know, they're coming off a big road win against the Chargers. They've beaten the Colts. This is going to be their first real test, though. Jalen Hurts is averaging over 300 yards passing for the season. Devonta Smith has come off two monster games. AJ Brown's been a monster. So I like Jalen Hurts here. Again, weather permitting, we'll, get, we'll have to see what happens there on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with any quarterback over 8K, right? No, they're I think all they're, I think they're the clear-cut 1-2-3 in fantasy right now, whether it's seasonal or DFS. And Jalen Hurts has obviously, you know, been as good as the other two. If he's not beating you with his arm, he's beating you with his legs. And if he's not beating you with his legs, he's beating you with his arm. He's projected <laughs> Over 200 carries this year, John. The record, I think, is like 150 by Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson actually owns the most rushing attempts, the second most rushing attempts, and third most in a season. So, like, yeah, it makes sense. It wouldn't be surprising to see, you know, if Jacksonville's secondary is as good as it, you know, is has looked, that we see Jalen Hurts revert to week one Jalen Hurts, right. where we saw him 90 yards on the ground and a score. Hey, guess what? 24 fantasy points still pretty dang good so yep. and it, you know positive Devonta Smith back at practice in full capacity on Thursday as well so you love to see that in the Jalen Hurts camp yep for sure uh, you mentioned top two guys listen Josh Allen and Mark Jackson play against one another Baltimore's defense has struggled against the we've seen that now for a few weeks and obviously two two weeks prior tagging them for 460 yards and six scores Josh Allen himself coming off a 400 yard passing game 
against Miami last week. So that should be a pretty fun game to watch. You know, the one thing we always talk about when you pick your quarterback is how expensive is their stacking options, right? And Josh Allen, if you're going to stack Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs is a pretty expensive wide receiver on this. Mark Andrews is the top-priced tight end. You know, the stacking options for Jalen Hurts are a little bit more reasonable, whether you go with an Adrian Brown or you go with Devonta Smith. So also something to kind of pay attention to there as the top tier. But I agree with you. I think all of them are play. I lean Allen over Jack, just given the Buffalo defense, but Jackson's also ran for over 100 yards now in back to that <laughs> game. Again, all three of them in strong spots. If we're looking in the mid-tier, you know, what do we do at Russell Wilson? $6,700 hasn't looked really good since week one. You know, Las Vegas, though, they just lost to the Tennessee Titans. You know, they're 0-3. You know, this is a spot where maybe we finally can see Russell Wilson be a viable fantasy quarterback. I mean, it's not for a lack of attempts. He not We're just not really not getting that, like, patented long ball from Russell Wilson. Everything's short, dink and dunk. I mean, just in 20 completions against the Niners, 5.6 yards right. per reception. Like, just nothing that we've seen in the past from Russell Wilson. I do think we're going to get him to air it out a little bit here against Vegas. And again, 30-plus attempts in all three. We saw 42 in week one against Seattle. So the attempts are still there. We know the weapons are there. Look at those They're points. healthy. <laughs> 16, Ugh. 16, and 11 for this Broncos Just offense. nightmare. Good thing their defense has been lights out, uh, yeah. especially over the last two weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think we could see Russell Wilson be pretty popular in the mid-tier and he's looked very good with his rapport with Cortland Sutton and week one he looked really good with Jerry Judy so you know we know the weapons are there Albert O is even though he was he played the third most snaps at the tight end Mm -hmm. position in Denver we know he is a viable pass catcher as well as a running back so sure but like I don't know John Uh, let me flip this to you because I think the top three guys are like where all the ownership's gonna go and then Russell Wilson and then I really don't think there's anything in this mid-tier, maybe. And if then Dak, start if talking Dak about, plays, I have some interest. If Dak plays, sure. Washington's defense has been dreadful. We did see him on the field, but he didn't practice right. on Thursday. But I, if Dak doesn't play, I don't think anyone... I mean, I think the next viable options are under 6K. Yeah, I mean, dart throws at Aaron Rodgers against New England, but I don't really know... Dink and I, dunk, another dink and dunk offense yeah. so far. It's just... Yep, I, I agree with you. But you're right, under 6K is probably the spot where you go. In the quarterback coach, you know, there, there weren't many appealing low-priced guys. I put Jared Goff in there. This is a game that has a 50-and-a-half game total. Now, Amon Ross St. Brown hasn't practiced this week. That's yeah. obviously concerning. Top target goes away from him. But they still have guys that can be productive. You know, DJ Chark, TJ Hawkinson can step up there against Seattle. There is no Jamal Adams. You know, to cover Hawkinson, who's a really good, you know, cover tight end guy. You know, no DeAndre Swift, but they do have, you know, Jamal Williams who can catch the football a little bit. You know, so it's not the it's not an ideal spot given who may not be available for Detroit this week. But we're looking at two bad defenses, two bad teams, but a 50 and a half game total. Detroit's at least at home. So may- maybe Goff can get it done here at $5,900. You know, last week against Minnesota, only 14 fantasy points, but 26 against Washington, you know, 16 against against Philly. So, you know, yeah, not perfect, you know, but... <laughs> no, you know, it never has, never has been. Right. Never but, has been. But maybe someone you can include in there. And I feel the same way about Matt Ryan, where he's at 5,600. Yep. Not great, but Tennessee's defense, you know, even Derek Carr last week still had a really good fantasy day. You know, all it takes is Michael Pittman to go off for a couple scores and Matt Ryan gets there. You know, $5,600 for Matt Ryan is fine. But after that, like, I don't know. Like, 
Geno Smith at $5,400. You know, the one thing we've talked a lot about myself and Andrew Cooper when doing the fantasy football seasonal podcast is that Jeff Akuda has been really good. He shut down Justin Jefferson. He shut down Terry McLaurin. You know, there's, so Devonta Smith in week one had a zero, you know, like, so if he's on Metcalf or Lockett, that just takes away one of the top guys. Tyler Lockett's had over 100 yards in back-to-back games. If he's on him, then you're relying on Geno Smith to throw downfield to DK Metcalf, not really his game. So, again, even though Detroit's giving up points to everybody, I don't know if this is a Geno Smith spot or not. I kind of like, I mean, I guess... It depends, right? What are we buying? Are we buying the 50 and a half game total? Or are we buying that like smoke and mirrors? Like, is this a, is this a, you know, a game that's going to go like 40 points because it is two bad teams who, and you mentioned, I mean, I'm on Robert St. Brown is questionable. DJ Chark didn't practice either, John, today. So like Detroit might also be without their guys. I think the whole team goes questionable. The whole team is questionable. The whole team is questionable. And I do kind of like Gino. I feel like it would probably shadow Metcalf if I had to guess. More often than not, I mean, Seattle can move Lockett around around the field more. The completion percentages for Gino is great. 72, 80, and 82. You know, he's thrown, he threw 44 times last week. You know, he threw 30 times against San Francisco in a tough matchup, but he's being efficient. You know, yards per average, 7.4, 7, 6.6. Like those aren't awful, you know? You know, this could be a Geno Smith spot if you're making multiple lineups. You know, Tyler Lockett's the receiver that you want there. But I, I got nothing else. Like, what are your thoughts on, Dan- like, are you a Daniel Jones guy? Do you buy into Cooper Rush if he starts over, over Dak? And given the matchup against Washington here, like how are you feeling about these guys? No, I mean, Jones just has no viable receivers. Like, I think he played pretty well given what he had was stacked up against in Dallas, where just it was just an absolute mess. Yeah, he got sacked like eight times to me. Like, they just had no, yeah, no, no opportunity to throw, but like 79 rushing yards, we know that's like in his bag. There's no options for him to throw to. No practice from Wandell, no practice from Kadarius Tony again. Like, the only two exciting weapons the Giants have. Outside of Saquon Barkley, not healthy. How disrespectful Um, you are, Richie James. My apologies, Richie James. I'm sure you're going to get plenty of targets this week and like 60 yards on, like 11 receptions, like 53 yards because he just, you know, that's what he is. No, I don't think, but I don't think we need to go below Geno Smith. I agree with your Matt Ryan take because I think Tennessee has looked dreadful. I'm not as much in on Jared Goff as you, but that could change if St. Brown and Chark practice Friday and then... So again, that games. one just looked at me. I'm looking at the game total. I'm like, I don't like anybody here, but I guess <laughs> I would be golf if those guys were active. Right, so. right. Running back situation position here. Jonathan Taylor's at the top. CMC hasn't practiced in two days, but there's been some reports that he's probably okay. Yep. Henry gets a Colts team, tough defense to run on. Saquon gets Chicago. We saw Damian Pierce have success last week. Nick Chubb seems to be scoring a lot for Atlanta. I mean, for Cleveland, and then, you know, Cleo Herbert ran for 150 yards last week against Houston. Austin Eckler's here. Keenan Allen left today's practice with that hamstring problem. So, you know, that's kind of like the top grouping. You know, how are you ranking out these running backs? I mean, I really love the spot Jonathan Taylor's in. I think Indy can build the lead and then just feed the beast the rest, the whole second half. Don't call me a homer, but Saquon is... You know, no looks... homerism. The, the guy had a, a pretty good game <laughs> against Dallas. I mean, again, well, limited they're... touches too, like because yeah. they're trailing. He they just didn't get in the ball as much as they should have. 
He looks um, like the old Saquon. We'll knock really on does. we'll knock on wood and see how long that lasts, but he, he looks like the old Saquon. I would knock, but my dogs would start barking, so I will knock. You guys think you guys heard John's knock. That's good for mine right. too. Henry's a, in a great spot, but I mean Indy's defense looked pretty good last week against yeah. the Chiefs, who we everyone thought, oh, they're back. They're fully back. They're and then they weren't. And then CMC we know CMC's probably gonna go on her own again. Huh? Like there's Probably, especially with the injury designation that he's dealing with here. But back-to-back 100-yard rushing games, you know, it's just the lack of passing involvement. It's just wild. You know, Baker Mayfield's finding a way to mess up Christian McCaffrey is just uh, hilarious to me. Nick Chubb, I think, is interesting just because of the volume that he's been getting. He keeps finding the end zone. So, And this could be a game where Cleveland just grinds down Atlanta. So that's kind of your top price, guys. I know uh, on the cover, I I think he has them on the cover, but Eckler... On the watch list. I think I have that correct for Bender here this week. Going up against Houston. So Eckler's rushing numbers, not great. 1.3 yards per carry, 2.8, 2.6. But saving fantasy managers in the passing game. And if Keenan Allen's not right. going to be active, sure. you know, that's it. Look at Keenan Allen misses week two, week three. And look what happens. 18 targets, 17 right. catches for Austin Eckler. So it could be a big day there for him. In the mid-tier, you know, where are you, like, what stands out? Are you buying Corderell Patterson, you know, in, in his early season, you know, productions here? You know, Javante Williams against Las Vegas, you know. How are you feeling about this 6K running back range? Are you concerned at all about this, like, the rest that they're giving Cordero Patterson? Like, is that something you think we should be looking into a little bit? He hasn't practiced in two days for rest purposes, right? No, I think they're resting him because they realize they need to give him, like, 20 carries and he's not accustomed to this i mean again a bad seattle team 17 for 141 new orleans 22 for 120 rams a tough spot but still 4.1 yards per carry against you know i guess my biggest problem is like they're not throwing him the football they're just strictly right. using him as a running back he can catch the football get him and throw a swing pass you know use him a little bit more for the ppr fans out here but $6,500 against you know Javante is kind of sad because they gave melvin gordon the touchdown last week he got in the red zone he scored elliot is you know maybe slowly becoming more of a timeshare within tony pollard than People, he looks good though. He does. He had 27 yards. He looks run. good, dude. You know, like it's, but he's 6K. Jamal Williams is going to be ch- chalky. Yeah, chalk, yep. You know, assuming Swift Easy. doesn't play, which is the expectation. Here. Again, Cordell Patterson just ran for 140 yards yep. against them. That's your cash game. That's one of your cash game running backs. Yeah, sure. and he can do everything. You know, 20 for 87. He has four rushing touchdowns in three weeks. So you're going to see a lot of Jamal Williams. I think Tony Paul is a sneaky GPP guy as well i mean again last week didn't get any passing usage but you know big plays back-to-back weeks it's kind of his calling cards the guy that nobody will be in on because of the price point but yeah i think that's the problem right and i mean i'm not saying it's not sustainable but like can we bank on a big play every single week because that's what tony pollard like based on like volume we need a big play every week look what happens in week one he doesn't get it and he's absolutely yeah tougher matchup obviously against Tampa Bay but you know again you're not wrong like he he made the 46 yard catch against Cincinnati 46 yard run against your Giants they brought in Jason Peters in that series and the first play from scrimmage he opened a hole a truck could drive through (laughs) and then like two plays later Zeke gets the benefit of running behind him and he runs for 27 yards so the big man can still block it 
So if they, you know, start giving Peters more snaps, you start running around the left side of that offensive line. There could be a lot of success <laughs> coming for, for Dallas there. So, but I mean, under the, the under 6K range itself is kind of, you know, interesting because of the backs that are there, you know. Yep. Singletary hasn't been great running the football, but he had nine catches last week. You know, is that sustainable? Probably not, you know. Miles Sanders last week, only 15 carries in a game where they won. 24 to 8 you would have figured that maybe he would have had more success on the ground there right. he didn't so you know when it comes to sort of this value grouping like I, I don't know you know pierce teams can run on the chargers maybe pierce at 56 herbert at 57 against the giants you know those are probably some value guys people will take a yep. look at yeah i mean i think to your single a singletary point it's something we talked about earlier with potential missing receiver gabe davis didn't practice right. on thursday so if gabe davis doesn't go does that lead to more dump downs for Singletary? The passing volume. Josh Allen hasn't, that's never been his MO. Right. So uh, I, I don't think it's going to, con- like, just, I think that's more of an anomaly. But as somebody if Gabe- that owns Singletary in season long, I was thrilled to see it last week. Right, he, right. see, he did nothing else. So, right. I do think it, with Montgomery expected to not play, or at least not practicing again, yeah. Herbert's going to be another popular option. I mean, I think this does le- bring you back to the quarterback position. And like to your point, like how do I get Allen and Diggs? Well, you can go a chalk Herbert and a chalk Jamal Williams, yeah. right? 61, 57, two guys in good matchups. The Giants, you know, Tony Pollard and Zeke ran all over them last week. And we know Jamal Williams in a great game environment as well. I think those two are very easy to fit with your spend up at quarterback, with your right. pairing of Stefan Diggs, or you go Lamar Jackson with Andrews and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, I think. I don't think the like sub 6k is all that difficult. I think Herbert is a great play. I think Pierce is a nice pivot. What do you and think then, about Brees Hall? I was that's right? that was what my question to you because we know Zach Wilson loves to dump it down. Yeah. Well, it's not only that, but Pittsburgh has not been good for, against the run now sure. for like two years. Sure. Last week, Brees Hall finally played more snaps than Michael Carter. I am encouraged, obviously, the fact that you know he had you know he has 21 targets through three weeks now, Cleveland. Didn't really get targeted much. Michael Carter was there. The changing of the quarterback is certainly interesting, you know, because now we don't, you know, I don't know if they're going to let Wilson throw 60 times like they let Joe Flacco throw, you know, but that's certainly only possible. Well, well, they, the claim was during the whole injury was he's not coming back until he's 110%, right? right? So if he is 110%, there should be absolutely no limitations and the Jets stink, yeah. so they're Do going they stink, to... but so does Pittsburgh, right? Well, like... that's fair. <laughs> and they haven't won... And Pittsburgh, like, hasn't covered a spread without TJ Watt. And I think they've, they're, like, 0-8 without TJ Watt. But Is I do that, like Breesaw. Like... I think this could be a Breesaw coming up party, Same. running the football. So... You know, I mean, it could be both, though. It could yeah. be running the football, but it also he could continue the trajectory in the receiving game as well. Yep. I agree. I also like, just for PPR purposes, McKissick targets the last couple of weeks with minutes with the Washington trailing. Pretty good. 16 targets, 13 catches, double-digit fantasy points now, back-to-back weeks for PPR. You know, next week is the is Brian Robinson day, right? Like, we're yep. full expectation. Robinson comes back. Gibson's going to probably not have a job anymore, you know, or at least Crazy. slowly Crazy. not have a job anymore. But McKissick's always going to be that guy cashing the football. So I don't mind McKissick there in that spot against. After that, though, I don't really know. Like, I don't know where else to uh, to take a peek. I know a lot of people are high on Craig Reynolds this week. but someone that could split carries with Jamal Williams. He's $4,700. You know, Ken Walker shared, you know, showed mm-hmm. some bursts, but you can't trust 
nope. he's gonna get the carries. Same thing. I think Penny. it's Penny. Well, yeah. I think it's if you're gonna play one of them, you're playing Rashad Penny. Just okay. This okay. is a good spot for this is. is a good spot for running backs. I just know that on Twitter, at least, people are championing for more Kenneth Walker involvement. Well, they um, can champion for him, but he's not playing snaps. Like he didn't play any snaps. Maybe, maybe he's gonna play a little more because Travis Homer was placed on the IR. Oh, that's what I'm but saying, like, right? Like, there's, I think there's an opportunity for Gainwell to, not Gainwell, Walker, Walker eventually to maybe pop a little bit more moving sure. forward. If CMC is not playing, though, you got Chuba Hubbard at 47. Ugh. And where's our boy Dante Foreman? Uh, Dante Foreman. I don't even see his price tag. But he is, it's he's going to be love, love. He is 4K. He has min salary. Yeah. yeah. So if CMC is out, one of those two are going to start. Uh, Chuba's more to the, will take on some of the passing work. Not that they pass the ball to the running back all that often. You know, f I guess Chuba's more expensive. So I guess maybe that would be the direction they go. But uh, we'll be interesting to see kind of how that value shakes out the running back position. But I don't really have anybody else here for you nope. for running back. Nope. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Wide receiver. As I mentioned, Josh Allen, top price quarterback. Stefan Diggs, top price wide receiver. If you want to fit it in, go for it. Man's averaging 30 fantasy points in three <laughs> weeks. Now, obviously, he had 47 against Tennessee, only 14 last week. But target monster, 26 targets the last two yep. weeks. He's got 27 catches on the year. You know, he's just, he's that guy. So That big game came without Gabe Davis, too. So yep. monitor Gabe Davis status. Correct. Devontae Adams, I don't really know if I want this spot for him. You know, the way Denver's defense has been playing and the fact that they haven't been, you know, I always talk about they need to have a Randy Ratio effect here with Devontae Adams yeah. where Las Vegas needs to throw Adams like 12 times for there to be them to have success winning a football game. But until that happens, I don't really know. You know, but the 7K range here, you got to like Mike Williams again now with Keenan Allen unlikely to play with yep. that hamstring. Michael Pittman in a great spot against Tennessee. Yep. We just talked about what Diggs did against them. At seventy two hundred dollars, and Mac Hollins even had the <laughs> had the big game against Tennessee last week. So you gotta think Pittman's in a great spot, and then of course AJ Brown's at seventy four. But like the way things are playing, do you play AJ Brown at seventy four? Do you play Devonta Smith at fifty eight? I mean, like, yep. you know, are more people gonna do that? And therefore, AJ Brown is the less rostered player. You know, this is the Jamar Chase T Higgins, and this is what helped me. This is what helped me have the monster week seventeen last year. Right. Uh, I paid up for Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins was the highest ro higher roster of the two. Jamar Chase went for two sixty six and three scores. I mean, who's the better? Who's the bigger play? Is it Smith? Is it Brown? You know, is it worth the savings? I guess weather dependent in that matchup as well. You know, come Philadelphia, but you know, with such a big price disparity, people playing hurts. It almost feels like Smith would be the guy getting the more of the roster exposure because the last two weeks when AJ Brown could just as easily go out there and do the same thing. So I'm looking at, if you go to fantasyalarm.com slash NFL slash draft percentage, John, yes. uh, to check our draft percentage as of right now of this recording, AJ Brown is the third highest projected owned receiver. Mm -hmm. Vonta Smith is the sixth. So there's not really much of a right. discrepancy. So Are I mean, either ultimately, of them under 10%. Uh, yes, Devonta Smith. AJ Brown's where, over. It's probably where I would go then. If that holds true, we'll see this. Our draft percentage forecaster gets updated throughout the weekend. So we'll see as we get closer to Rosh Lock if anything changes there. If that's the case, I think I would rather play Devonta. He's cheaper and Big in, savings. Yeah. in lower roster. So, but that's not to take away anything from AJ Brown yet. They're no. all fine. Hollywood Brown's been really good. $6,900 for him against Carolina. My one worry is the fact that they're on the road. Yeah, I don't know how Arizona's offense is a little unorganized as it is now then moving on the road could be a tough spot for them maybe a lot of weird play a lot of 
moving parts in that receiving core too. Yeah, um, we're waiting for Rondale. Is Rondale back yet? Yep. So Rondale's practiced for a couple days, but now Dorch is on the injury report. AJ Green's doubtful. Yeah. So like it might be another day of just 20 targets for Marcus Throw, Brown. Yeah, throwing to Hollywood Brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Hollywood Brown and that is it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. 14 of 17 against the Rams. So much for like Jalen Ramsey. Dorch had a big game. Marquise Brown had a big game. <laughs> right. we, yeah, we saw week one digs towards Jalen Ramsey. Drake London, didn't he score against it? Didn't he have a good game against uh, the Rams? You know, like Jalen Ramsey's not stopping anybody right now. So CeeDee Lamb, big day with Cooper Rush against your Giants. Again, if whoever's could the have quarterback. Been bigger. Could have been bigger. But, could have been you know. bigger if he didn't just <clears throat> fumble, just completely drop a wide open touchdown. Yep. That would have been like a 40-yarder too, right? Yep. Like, I mean, listen, target share has been great. 11 targets yeah. or more in all three games. Cooper Rush with him in two games. 7 for 75, 8 for 87 in a score. So if that's what it is, sign me up. If it's Dak Prescott, I'm good with it. I love this price tag for CB Lamb. $6,700 for CB Lamb just feels good. Yeah, he's seven. I mean, he's a 7K plus player yeah. every single week, and there's no reason. Definite cash game be. play. Yeah, definite cash game play. Definitely. Receiver... So this makes me feel good about like that like chalky running back position because man I love oh yeah here. there's a lot of there's a lot of good matches we talked about CD there's probably not a week I'm playing Kirk that Philly secondary is just ridiculous so probably gonna be out on them there Amari Cooper lately have you seen but what he's been doing mm-hmm. even with Jacoby Brissett there back to back hundred yard games with a score for Amari Cooper at sixty three hundred dollars I mean. How do you tell me? It's Atlanta's defense, right? Like, yeah. you know, Tyler Lockett just went off against them. Jacoby Brissett doesn't have to throw, you know, too much. He's not throwing right. too much, but it's all going to Amari Cooper, right? Like, yep. he throws for 200 yards and 100 bit of ghost to the number one receiver on the team. Could have been even a bigger day. He's another one who dropped a touchdown pass in that, right. in that Steelers game. Atlanta Falcons have allowed the fifth most receiving yards to receivers this year and six touchdowns already. <laughs> to opposing wide receivers. So yeah. I'm okay with like playing Cooper as a one-off. Like, I don't think we need to play him with Jacoby Brissett. Right. Because I don't want to play Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> right. But we don't want to play Jacoby Brissett. No, I, it doesn't seem very profitable. So right. yeah, I'm perfectly fine with Cooper. Probably all formats. I know week one was kind of a dud, but since we've gotten that out, out of our way, I mean, dude, 26 plus points for Cleveland in three straight games and Cooper 10 plus targets in back-to-back games. Gotta love the volume there. Yeah, again, they're scoring on the they're scoring on the ground, but teams are right. so worried about stopping Nick Chubb that, you know, Cooper's just getting some softer defenses to run against. So, big fan of that. You can play Drake London on the opposite side if you want to. Again, Cleveland's defense, you know, they're better, but maybe Miles Garrett does, like, doesn't play in this game, right? Like, he flipped his Corvette or something like that. Doesn't he, seem like he's gonna, yeah. Right? So, you know, that could help that you know, pass rush, give them a little bit more time there if you want to go in that direction. We talked about Tyler Lockett, but Geno Smith, 9 for 76, 9 for 107 in the last two weeks for him yep. at $5,900. This is, again, 50 and a half game total. Detroit's stopping nobody, but Jeff Akuda, a guy who was, like, I think, was a top five pick two years ago, right? Like, he's yep. come out there and he shut down some top receivers. So, if he gets a locket assignment, that could be that could be spell trouble there for him. So tough to trust. So I'm looking at I'm trying to I'm gonna get Akuda's slot snaps, but yeah. Lockett has lined up in the snap in the slot 63 times, 83 outside. So I feel like he could avoid Akuda if he's uh, that would be great if that's the case. So why do we see a cornerback matchup report? Ryan Hallam does it. So you can certainly go ahead and check that out as well to get the cornerback matchups. So Six six slot snaps this year for Jeffrey Cook. Right, so good. you know what? Let's hope that ends up being the case there and Lockett gets himself the favorable matchup because 
$5,900, the way he's mm -hmm. been playing right now, is, uh, is certainly appealing. We've talked about Devonta Smith at 58. Brandon Cook's kind of a letdown last week, and I don't know if, if this is really the spot I want to go to him against the Chargers. Uh -huh. you know, generally, they have a decent defense there. Curtis Samuel against Dallas. You know, We know <laughs> the target share continues to be here there for him. He's not a big yardage guy, but 877 catches in a full PPR league is kind of enough to help you out at $5,700. So receiver is, is definitely loaded. I feel like we haven't really hit yeah. a, a guy that we don't like yet. For the most part, like there's been a couple, but you know, there's a lot of yeses when it comes to how we're feeling about these, these wide receivers. Yeah. And with Samuel too, John, just, you know, a little caveat, there's always the opportunity for like three or four carries in a game too. Yeah. So like he can make up where he doesn't necessarily stretch the field, you know, gets those four carries. I mean, 20 something yards is a possibility. Right. And then an extra couple points, maybe a score. So yeah, he's really doing it all. And I like the guy below him, especially if you're playing Lamar Jackson. I know the targets haven't been great for Rashad Bateman. And I, it's kind of like, I'm, I don't want to like be, like I said about Tony Pollard, like we need a big play. Kind of have had needed a big play with Rashad Bateman so yeah. far too. But like, doesn't it feel like everything Baltimore is doing right now is just a big play? Like everything Lamar Jackson is touching is turning. Field. It is. You know, obviously Buffalo's defense, even with Buffalo's defense, like losing four starting secondary right. guys last week, like they still played well, but Lamar sure. is just a different creature, right? There, there's, <laughs> just, you have to defend him completely differently, you know, when you're going up against him. So I like Bateman as well for a big play guy. A lot of people are going to stack. Andrews obviously with Lamar and if you mm -hmm. want to be a little bit different you play Bateman instead and save some money there you're yep. probably doing yourself a good spot I would like to play some of the Jets I just don't know which one yet you know right. it's just probably like a wait and see thing with Zach Wilson but again Garrett Wilson's looked really good and the Pittsburgh defense like you've mentioned just not really that strong this year so yep. the good target share for Wilson with with Flacco Andrew Coop was pointed out though that the Jets are on pace to throw the football like 800 and most ever times through three weeks which yeah is literally the most passing attempts ever last year tom brady threw over 700 times and everybody's like that is ridiculous and they're on pace to throw like 150 more times so you know we'll see we'll see if that holds true or not guys in that 5k range you mentioned if davis doesn't sit it doesn't play last week isaiah mckenzie seven catches 76 yep. yards and a score didn't do much in week two, but that's because Stefan Diggs did everything. So, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to hold that totally against him unless that's what happens, right? Unless when, right. like, they just go to Diggs when Davis isn't there, but something to look at for sure. We'll see if DJ Chark is healthy. If I'm on Ross St. Brown sits, we could go there. Josh Palmer, obviously, if Keenan Allen's out, we can go back to Josh Palmer. Back-to-back -back good weeks for him. Six catches, 99 yards against Jacksonville. Had the touchdown against Kansas City. So 5K range for him there. Under 5K receivers, anybody, you know, that's at least jumping out to you? Romeo Dubs seems like he'll be popular. I know Christian Watson practiced, so, you know, yeah. he'll be back. But they did lose Sammy Watkins, right? Mm -hmm. So. I like Romeo Dubs. I like, I mean, he's kind of been the guy since the preseason, right? That was like Chris Christian Watson was hurt yeah. and Romeo Dubs got all the rub and he's been really good. I'd be interested there. Jahan Dotson, even though he was bad in week three, eight targets. Yeah, that's like, the Philly defense though. I tried to warn everybody like as the defense. Philly's secondary. I understand what happened in week one against Detroit where like they gave up a lot of points, but like since then Philly's secondary has literally shut down the Vikings and Washington in back-to-back -back weeks here but i'm with you Diggs is going to be on mclaurin right so dotson's yep. going to have this the off corner there i like that I, and josh reynolds if he plays again another lion limited but <laughs> if i'm on St. brown sits he had 10 targets last week for sure. 96 yards so 
Sure. Yeah, Josh Reynolds could very much be a guy that finds himself in play as well there. So you um, bind into Matt Collins, John? Back to back pretty good games. I mean, Renfro's and... out, I guess. We kinda have yeah, to, miss, but it's mispractice it, again. Yeah, it is a tough okay. spot against Denver, but it could be. Could be something that we take a peek at there. Return uh, of the Mac. Rich Gaines at four K? Talk to me. Dude, I think he's gonna be pretty popular. I mean they just do not have able bodies. Like by, the, by default, they have they to play Kenny just, Galladay, right? He's thirty nine hundred dollars. No, they're <laughs> like, gonna still they're gonna still play David play Sills, Sills for whatever reason. He is horrible. Um, it needs to end. That needs to end. But like, I don't know what the I don't know what the alternative is. Yeah. Like, just give Darius Slayton snaps. Like, they he doesn't <laughs> want to be there. He, they don't want him there. Right. Like, literally by default. John, what did Brian Dayball do that he got to a team and decided to just like every, make every wide receiver? I hate mean, him? but think about this: who is the like of the receiving core? Who are the only Brian Dayball guys? Bondale because he drafted him, and Richie James because he it's came over in free agency. Yeah. There's the only two guys that. But how did he go over there and alienate? Literally, he's supposed to be a know. good coach, right? <laughs> like, well, it's not that he's been bad, but like, I just think that he has expectations, and a bunch of guys that don't want to work on that job. A, ga- a bunch of guys that aren't meeting his expectation because yeah. Kenny Galladay, I mean, finally gets in the game, finally has a crucial target in the fourth quarter, he drops boots it, it. He um, just straight up boots it. Yeah. I mean, literally, like a crucial snap. So he's back in out of, you know, Gable's yeah. good graces. I really think, like, if Daniel Jones throws the ball 30 times, right? 10 are going to Richie James. 10 are going to go to Daniel Bellinger. And then 10 are probably, like, Saquon. So Sills. Yeah, your boy Sills. Sills yeah. gets one or two mixed <laughs> in. And obviously, look, Tony and Wandale are not fully ruled out. Earlier in the week, they were close to being back. Yeah. Friday's practice will obviously be like. Yeah. And you the, do the injury report on Friday, so. Yeah, you know, we'll, it will uh, be the we'll tell-all. Like, if they don't practice, they're probably not going to play. Um, yeah, man, I think Richie James is going to be very popular. But again, the expectation when, like, we're talking about Richie James, is he's not running very far off yeah. the line. It's the depth of target is not going to be all that great. But if, you know, you get week one, week two production, double-digit fantasy points of 4K, you know, you can't really hate it. So, yep. yeah, I think he's in play. Just not going to be all that exciting. I agree. I actually don't mind Christian Watson here if he is active. Same. You know, in the two weeks that he's been on the field for Green Bay, 60-plus percent snap share. So, yep. there is no Sammy Watkins. This is something that I, I wrote up with the Romeo Dubs spotlight article this week. In the game where Lazard, Watson, and Watkins were all active was week Romeo Dubs played just 37% of the offensive hmm. snaps. Obviously, Sammy Watkins is out. Alan Zard's been playing 90% of the snaps. Watson right. played 66 you know, does Dubs take a step back when Watson comes in? Has Dubs now done enough to leap Watson? Probably. But they don't have any other wide receivers in Green Bay. So $3,700 against New England. Christian Watson, full practice Thursday. I'm probably going to... I wouldn't mind throwing him in a lineup if we need a spend down. Because he's a big play guy. He should have had a touchdown in week kind one. Of. Just completely dropped. It would have been like a 70-yard <laughs> score. You know, in New England last week, gave up a lot of big plays to Baltimore. So I do have a little interest in Christian Watson here because Aaron Rodgers throwing the football. He's the only real deep guy they got. So I could see a potential spot for him there. On his first play. On his first snap. Yeah, he, first he, target. He's very big. <laughs> he's very fast. He immediately Ugh. gets wide open and he just dropped it. So Yeah. I mean, they love. I mean, we've heard Rodgers rave about Christian Watson literally the entire 
off season. So I'm fully, I'm right there with you, dude. Okay. Well, let's go tight end. Uh, at the top, tenant. at the top, we have Andrews. We know that he is obviously yep. a, a top, good, top option. Top of option, even in a tough matchup. I mean, you know, he's a Mark Andrews. Darren <laughs> Waller against Denver. You know, for whatever reason, again, another guy that just doesn't feel like he's getting the targets he deserves. You know, last week against Tennessee, just five. Like, you know, if Renfro's out, if Renfro's out, yeah, maybe I guess Zach Ertz against Carolina. I don't know. Frymuth didn't do anything until the final drive last week. He had two catches for 40 yards all in the final drive. If Amon Rossi Brown is out, Hawkinson's in 4,100, I might go there. I didn't mean to skip over Kyle Pitts. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Because they finally utilized him and he won last week. You know, but again, it's it, Cleveland <laughs> generally has a good defense here. So I don't know if they'll let Kyle Pitts get off or not. But FK Kyle Pitts, again, it's he's a 6K tight end when they want to throw in the football. You know, there is a little bit of value. I think chalk Gerald Everett here. Yeah. Uh, if Keenan Allen doesn't play, $4,000 for Gerald Everett. You know, we saw the target share that he gets. You know, 16 targets the last two weeks. No Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen left practice again today for those who are just watching now. You know, with that hamstring bothering him still. $4,000. Uh, I think Gerald Everett against Houston is probably going to be the core tight end spot for many. Yeah, man. I mean, even in that KC game where he doesn't score, he there's that big play where he picks it up and like asked to come off the field <laughs> yeah, and then brutal. stayed in. And then Herbert threw him the ball, even though like, hey, dude, like he wanted off the field. He was, ga- he was completely he, gassed. Yeah. And, they ran and then he throws up. that pick, which, you know, could have resulted in a touchdown. So clearly Gerald Everett is you know, built a, has built a good rapport with Herbert and especially, I mean, touchdown week one could have had one week two, yeah. week three was just a disaster all around. But uh, yeah, I think Everett is a very good play for him. I think, I think this position in this tier is like pretty good. Like if Knox plays and Gabe Davis doesn't, there could be touchdown upside there. Yeah. Joku's looked really good. I mean, at least last week looked really good and gets Atlanta here. Yeah, Higby had a big game against Atlanta, so you, know, you could yeah. see Njoku. Um, so I like those three guys. I mean, I, Everett being the lead dog of the three, but I like all three of those guys. I agree with you. Value guys, you know, are we, you know, does Cole Komet ever rise from the ashes? No. Never, never. You know, three, two catches, never. three targets, 40 yards last week, you know? Dude, they just don't throw it. Like They have to, though, eventually, right? You, th- no? I mean, I mean what's the, where is the, where is, like, the, if they're winning, they're two and one. How did right? everybody, including the team beat writers, hype Komet and Mooney this year and this offense and letting Josh Fe- you know, Fields rather go and let Justin Fields go? And this is the offense we've seen through three weeks. Like, where? How did everybody get it wrong? Like, where's where was where did we go wrong here? Well, they just have decided like, well, running the football is winning us games, and that's what we're going to continue to do. And like, that's been what's beaten the Giants. I mean, we the Cowboys destroyed yeah. New York in week three, so I don't think that's going to change. Like, if Justin Fields throws twenty times in a game, I think that should be the lead story of. <laughs> like of all of yeah. all of fantasy football. So I mean, if you want to play Cole Komet and he has five of Justin Fields' eighteen targets this week, you know, good Godspeed. Yeah. Are you buying Tyler Conklin's usage here, or is that just a product of them throwing a hundred times? I mean, I think CG Uzama is gonna the snap share is gonna rise eventually. So He's been, maybe it's not this week. They've been using him way way too much, more than anybody would have ever expected. More than anyone, more than 
They should, for yeah. sure. So, no, I think I'm out. Cover of the tight end coach this week is Hunter Henry from Andrew Cooper. Well, that's interesting considering John Smith had a billion targets. Oh, no, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, no, they've been, throwing, they've been throwing to the wide receivers more. But I'm thinking yeah, that, this might be a Brian Hoyer thing. Or, like, Brian Hoyer, Hunter Henry, maybe. They're just going to connect against Green Bay. You know, maybe. I think if I'm going cheap, I feel like Bellinger would be the guy just given like the usage and snapshot has gone up and now no Sterling Shepard. Like, sure. I like Bellinger too, by the way. So I agree with you on that call. I don't really have any other value guys though. I know some people like likely, but Duvernay is back. So I think that kind of kills his value. I likely won't be going there. I agree with you. Defense. Is there an obvious defense for you this week? Obvious defense this week. I don't. Not in, like, the value tier. I went to value. I mean, if Brian Hoyer starts, like, Green Bay's defense is really good. So, like, maybe Green Bay. I, this is what I had when I was looking through it as well. I was looking, and I'm like, hemming and hollering. I came down to Dallas at 3,500. I mean, there's so much pressure on the quarterback. They, they, so they much just pressure get after it, right? And, and what is Carson Wentz? Turnover machine. We and we saw Carson Wentz last week against a really good defense in Philly, and they just he did nothing. So he turned uh, into Carson. Wentz. Yeah, it looked like Carson Wentz. So like he's they're not the cheapest, obviously, on the board, but I think Dallas is the defense I yeah. want this week here. Do your Giants have in it? Do they like? Can they get to Chicago here? They can. They got Thibodeau, they got Thibodeau and Ojolari and Ojolari back, who led them in sacks. He was their second round pick of last year, so they got them both back. Leonard Williams not practicing, which is another reason why we would want to play like Khalil Herbert, sure. because if there's no Leonard Williams, I mean, there's nothing in the middle for the Giants. I would feel better if Leonard Williams. They got Aaron Robinson back in practice today, one of their rookie corners. So like the defense looks fine. I think you could probably take a shot on either of those. Right? Like, one of those two defenses have yeah. potential upside. I mean, the Bears have five turnovers forced already in three games. So, Daniel Jones isn't the most safe with the ball. So, maybe on the flip side, the Bears against the Giants, too. Could be. Yeah. Giants home again. Good. Another home game for them. I don't really have a lot else. I mean, no. Denver's been really good. Denver's been good. 2,700, but they're on the road. Las Vegas hasn't been great. I mean... Maybe that's your maybe that's your dart throw. Like, but you know, the, you look at Denver and you look at the offenses they face, and like maybe that's it, right? Like, San Francisco, Houston, Seattle. Jimmy G looked horrible. Yeah, he looked horrible. So you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe Denver at twenty seven hundred as a value play, but again, there's not a lot else down here for me. No, I don't think there's. I mean, if you were to, I think if there was a three K or under defense, I would probably go Chicago over denver but i think they're like the two that i would take a shot on yep i agree with you there all right we finished this up by building a lineup james okay. so the question here remains are we gonna spend up at quarterback oh yeah oh yeah okay. but the question is which of the three because like you, you didn't want you didn't want to build that that jared golf lineup you know you no really i, I thought that. about it but the way my bank account set up yeah i got, I got checkings, checkings and the savings, savings yeah, and yeah, gonna take at least three business yeah three business yeah, days I, I hear you all right do we have can you just take a quick peek on the at the weather report for uh for philly sure. there on sunday sure. is hurricane ian gonna be making its way up the, is it gonna impact baltimore as well i, I see the little rain symbol here i, I uh, didn't think so but let's let us so as of now, it looks like there is a chance of rain in both Philly and Baltimore. That's what I was worried about. So in case anyone's not aware, 
Those are the three top quarterbacks There's on the board. There's a hurricane coming through. There is, sure. Right now, currently, mm-hmm. in my backyard, there's a hurricane. So, you know, there, that's a little iffy, right? There's just like a little... But what is the pivot, John? Like, where are you okay going outside of those three? Like, I don't know how healthy Herbert def- is, right? Like, Herbert yeah. against Houston would be a pretty... Practice in full today. 100% practice in I full. I know, but is he healthy? He's practicing. He threw 45 times. Listen, those some of those throws, some of those throws. I think you and I were on a call in that set in that Chiefs game. Yes, he right after he, he broke was, his ribs, he, he, threw a, was, he threw a BB for like thirty-five yards. So, I mean, um, we didn't mention Herbert all that much in, in like the at the quarterback spot, but like, op, like he was the QB two off the board this year. Yeah. If he's practicing in full, all right. Well, with that. Well, we didn't mention him at the quarterback position. So big swerve for anybody who is waiting. We did mention Mike Williams, we did, though. So and like, Austin Eckler. And Gerald Everett. So, like, so pat on the back we for talked us. about literally everybody but the quarterback here. And we're going to go <laughs> to the quarterback to start our lineup. So, so now running. But we liked a lot of the mid-tier running back guys. I think we have to play Jamal Williams. Yep. And I guess it depends on, like, we're not. We're swerving. We're probably swerving away from Diggs. Beat Are we playing Brees Hall? Are we playing Brees Hall? We can play Brees Hall. But do we want to talk about, like, the top running I mean, we liked receiver more than we liked running back, right? Yeah. Like we loved the top of the receiving right. core. We did. I mean if, we're built if we're playing all right, let's do our deep Brees Hall in tournaments, dude. Let's do our but, defense. All right, I'm gonna lock in the Cowboys defense. Can we do that? Okay, I'm down with that. Okay. Yep, hundred percent. We that's we, that we, feels like multiple turnovers waiting to happen. Right. That we we like did more. like we talked a lot about Brees Hall. I like Brees Hall. I like Brees Hall too. Do you wanna like build our receiving sure, we'll and then build. see where Okay where we're at because yeah, yeah, yeah. like we're obviously playing mike will i think at this point with keenan on leaving practice early yeah right so there's our herbert mike will do you stack play against... everett with williams and just do that i you you know as we've grown as analysts and, and the way that we build lineups you know that i am a full stack kind of guy I so i well I, the question I, is like if we do mike williams you can do josh palmer you can do gerald sure. everett or as we talked about austin eckler eckler right? yeah so like, which is and he's different because he'll get 10 targets like there's right. like that's different like usually the running back receiver quarterback thing is eh, yep. right it's like i like that i, I kind of like that i kind of want to go cd lamb here i'm i am perfectly fine going cd lamb perfectly fine going there okay we have forty nine hundred dollars a player for a running back a wide receiver a tight end and a flex obviously we're going low with tight end we could go bellinger if we're not gonna go Everett. Everett. And then what's Palmer's price? Palmer's 5K. Bellinger. That gives us $5,600 a player with Bellinger for a running back, a wide receiver, and a flex. Dude, he's going. The snap share has been great for Bellinger. Yeah. In the last two. I mean, week two was fine. Week three was. And then obviously they lost Shepard and any other solid target option that they had. Bellinger, 43 snaps. You know what? Um, I want. I'm going to put Christian Watson here at 3,700. Okay. Okay. That's going to give us 6,500 a player. That's with Bellinger. With Bellinger for a running back and a flex, 6,500 dollars a player. Oh, that's interesting, dude. Because that gives us a that gives us a lot of wiggle room. I almost want to say our flex should 100%. We should get a third receiver in there. So if because... we put Swan Barkley, well, do you want to do Barkley and Bellinger though? No. No. But you liked Chubb. Chubb, I do like Chubb. Seventy nine hundred for Chubb it gives us fifty two hundred. That gives us Palmer as our flex. 
little triple. I like it, dude. All right, little Josh Palmer there. So we got Justin Herbert, Jamal Williams, Nick Chubb, Mike Williams, C.D. Lamb, Christian Watson, Daniel Ballinger, Josh Palmer, Dallas Cowboys defense with 200 bucks left over. You know? Chubb, Chubb could run for 120 and three scores against Atlanta. That's to our flex. Right? Christian Watson into our flex there. Well, we could. Just to uh, make sure we're just to, you know, the 1 p.m. game is the, the charger. So just in case Christian Watson just suddenly like late scratch and right. we're like, oh, that's and again, we have uh, 200 more dollars if you wanted to go the Kenny Galladay route there. You know, if you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, that's what I was actually. That was my angle. That was the uh, angle, right? Yeah, you wanted to get, to get the Kenny. Kenny. Yes. Uh, Play as many giant pass catchers as possible is my angle. Yeah, it felt like that was where you were going with it. I just figured I wanted to complete <laughs> the thought for you. Sure, I sure it was. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, so that's what we got then. That's our Justin Herbert, Jamal Williams, Nick Chubb, Mike Williams, CeeDee Lamb, Josh Palmer completing the three man stack there with the Chargers against Houston, Bellinger. Watson as our punt flex and the Dallas Cowboys defense there 200 bucks left over that is our week four DFS podcast live stream preview for Sunday's main slate I'll be on the Sunday live stream with Andrew Cooper from 9 to 11 over on better sports but also on the fantasy alarm YouTube channel as well and get in the discord and ask questions we'll do some start sits we'll go matchup previews update you on all the injury news there as well Howard Bender will have the playbook and the example lineups, the playbook on Saturday, the watch throughout the rest of the week, the dartboard on Saturday, and the example lineups on Sunday as well. You can also catch Howard Bender and Justin Fensterman on SiriusXM Sports Radio from 7 to 9, I think it is, on Sunday morning as well, getting you all the real early news, all those Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport injury tweets. <laughs> They'll have you updated there. And, of course, you can find Grand likely in the Discord answering your questions on Sunday as well. So any final thoughts for the people at home, James? No, but I mean, I feel like I just like I'm count. I'm thinking about what I'm gonna buy with my million. Uh, what have you thought about what you're gonna buy? With well, yours? we're gonna we're gonna be splitting it, obviously, because we're both True. playing. We're both playing this. Ah, so. uh, shoot! All right. right, well, you're 500k. Well, you know, we'll take a nice. We'll take a. Well, family when I buy my house vacation. next to yours, we'll use the rest of the money to in our conjoined backyards to build a studio. You know, dude, how cool would that be if right. we just had like a fantasy alarm studio right. here? Yeah, we'd have to make it. We have to make it hurricane proof, though, John. It has to be hurricane proof. No, we got to put the internet wires underground so we don't lose it. So, anyways, that wraps it up here again. If you're not yet a member of the fantasy alarm family, we got two different options for you. One, you want to go to fantasyalarm.com/allpro. If you want to use promo code NFL50, you'll save fifty percent off the first six months. Of that package, it comes out to about $19.98 a month for the first six months. Or if you just want to buy the annual package, one price for the year, that's on sale 40% off as well. You can go there and pay for the year. I think it's like $240 for the year. So, And you get more than just access to NFL content. You get literally everything we do on site. Any DFS and seasonal content, you get it. One package, all pro. Come join us. NBA DFS is three weeks away. James and I will be doing daily coverage for that. NHL DFS starts next Friday. NHL cheat sheet is already out. You know, we're still doing college football, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, eSports. You name it, we cover it. All under one package. Be an all-pro with Fantasy Alarm. Join today. Get involved. And you get access to our premium Discord, which is maybe the coolest thing. You can talk to myself, Howard Bender, Andrew Cooper, James Grande, Justin Reeland, Matt Sells, Ryan Hallam, Dan Malin, Ray Kuhn, Colby Conway, D- Dylan Clemens, you name them. We're in there answering your questions, getting you guys ready for each night's slate. That's about it, James. That's all I got to say. Sign up. Click the link below the video if you're watching on YouTube. 
Go to fantasylam.com slash all pro if you're listening on the podcast. Take advantage of the offer today. James and I, or Howard and I, will be back next week. We'll talk to you guys later.